Atzeret, which is Shavuot. Well, this year in Eretz Israel, they read the Midbar and Nasser, because we have Shana and Therefore, we're behind Eretz They want up on us, and we're behind. But the Halakha states, we always read Parashat the Midbar Sinai before Shavuot. The Kapsa says, the reason being, he brings in the name of the Yabush, so, all about Korea, which is our show, I went up like every year, Baruch Hashim, they rain it down on me very hard. Um, so, Parashat B'Chukotai has all the curses. Now, we don't want to go straight from the curses to Shavuot, because what does uh, Satan, the Mechatek, say? They're not worthy to get the Torah. They're going to get a Torah from all over again, like you gave them 3,000 years ago. Didn't you just hear the Keralot that Hashem put down on us? So therefore, we make a separation. Ben Midbar, we have the parasha of Ben Midbar in the middle of the Ka'alot, in the middle of Shabbat. But he said something beautiful. He says, Shabayom has ha'atzeret on Shabbat, Bayom din ala perot. Hashem judges us how many fruits we will have this year. Now, let me ask you a question. In my book, I go to the grocery store, I buy the fruits that I need. Shalom al Israel. I mean, Lack of better term, uh, term I don't really care uh, how many fruits come out this year. No, I mean, obviously, we need fruits. We need a better fruit fruits. And Hashem is judging how many fruits we have. But what am I gaining out of it? Shehu yomidin al-pilot. Rosh Hashanah, kol ba'olam, obrim al-fanat kirimarum. Everybody passes judgment in Hashem's eyes. In Hashem's bedin. However, I said it, who passes judgment? How many fruits you will have this year? What exactly is going on? How many fruits we will have this year? Do you want to add something, Michael? That's it. That's what the class is. That's basically what the class is. The parasha starts off. By the Ber Adonai Moshe bin Bar Sinai b'Ol Moed. Be'ehad la'Chodesh Hashni b'Shana Hashni te'Teta me'Eret Mitzrayim Nemot. This is the second year of them leaving Mitzrayim in the month of Shana Hashni b'Chodesh Hashni, which is Iyar. He said, yeah, on the first of the month of the year. And what did he say? Say, oh, it rose called Adad and Yisrael, and Mishpachotam, and Bet Abotam, and Mishpar Shemot, because of Khalid Bin Abotam. I would like to know, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, I would like to know how many Jews are remaining now from the Asir Aydin. As we know, when they worship the golden calf, Hashem sent down a very devastating plague. So now Hashem, because He loves us so much, as a person has money in their pockets, Always name a special bikisona, she says. Always wants to know exactly how much money he has. Hashem is knocking out. Hashem knows. But you'll see the great lesson we have from these two Hashem wants to know how many Jews are left in Amisei. So he tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I want you to take an Asi from every Shebet, bring them to help you count, make it basically a census. And now they go around every 10 years or so in America, they have the census, and they're always wrong, by the way. They're always wrong. How? Because not everybody opens the door. Some people don't. Uh, forget how many children they have, and they always have the population that has been increasing, but the number is way less than the actual number. Next year, the Asian that's what it is. As I see them already starting walking around. Don't open the door for them. Very scary, you never know today, you never know. I got five years. I'm cut out of the second year. 
Also ich sage, ja, noch, das war eine Smartmittel. Da wollte ich fragen, da heißt Smartmittel. Okay, das ist ein Off-Topic. Das ist der Back on Jazz. Say, oh, it's not for Adar, but it's in the Mishnah. I want you to take account of everybody that I'm going to say. However, I can't remember who uses the word Se'u, not this Se'u, not Se'u, the word Se'u. What does the word Se'u mean? Se'u is a hand for this. Lift up. Se'u is Rosh Karalat, the least hand. Lift up their head. Why? Can't count the president if he doesn't lift up his head? They were downtrodden from what? I'm not saying, I already knew your parents. What are they still the, the, the press for? So Jim says, Se'u, I'm sorry. They didn't even happen yet. Way later. Lift up their head. So the Rabbeinu Ali said, there's a pasuk by Matan Torah, which we will read and you say Hashem Sunday morning. And then the minyan you go to, if you saw up, when the Ba'a could have read, I said the Biro. The pasuk says, Moshe used to say the Asad the Biro, and Hashem was really the one who was saying it. As we know, he said the first two, I'm going to say it was scared, they died, and so brought them back to life. And so Moshe Rabbeinu used to the eight. No, Ari says it does not say Moshe debate. Says Moshe Yedaber. Moshe will talk. From here, the Ari wants to prove that every year, Mehadash, on Shabbat, you can tap into that awesome time of Matan Torah. Just like as Kadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe Rabbeinu spoke by Matan Torah 3,000 years ago, so every year, Mehadash, when you hear the Asir Zebirot, you have the power to tap into that Zerakha. As we know by Matan Torah, nobody was sick, everyone was able to hear, everybody was able to see. They saw the vocals, something you can't see. You see vocals. Now today a person tells you, oh, I have a program on my computer. When I speak into it, it shows me the waves. That's not cool. It's not cool that you see the actual vocals. When I show you the letters, Aleph, Nun, Kastrin. Why did I show you it like that? So unless the person says, I didn't hear, I showed it to you. I didn't see. No way out. Don't say, I think the Biroth wasn't told to me. It's not to everybody. But they saw the Biroth. They heard the Biroth. But not only then, Moshe, Yedabed, every year, Mechadash, Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Asif the Biroth, Hashem gives us the whole Mechadash. Rav Shlomo of the Ville, great rabbi, not so many years ago, he told his goodbye, Shamosh. That every year on Shabbat, Hashem comes to every single Yehudi. And he asks the Yehudi the same question he asked B'nai Israel 3,000 years ago. What was the question? Do you want to accept the Torah? And what should our answer be? However, before we come to that level to say we have to understand what are we saying for? And what are we saying now to this So exactly last week, exactly one week ago, what did we speak about? That you should value the time that you have to learn Torah. You come into the you say, Hashem, give me, and as, as we love my son and other guys, what did we learn? If you stop the whole night of Shabbat, you have a guarantee from the Ali. If you stop the whole night of learning Torah, you have a guarantee you will fly to the next year. And now we got the Zohar HaKadosh, Karazat HaSadet says, not only that, Hashem will make sure you don't pass judgment in Rosh Hashanah and you stay alive till next Shabbat. Well, but I promise you won't do that. So he says, make sure when Hashem comes over to you by Matan Torah in the morning, not to find you sleeping. 
If you're sleeping, what you do, you're doing exactly like Benet said 3,000 years ago. So the Hanafan says, if a person is going to stay up all night, but sleep by the same time, don't stay up. Don't stay up. Or stay up, go nap a little bit, come to the Torah, come to Harit, make a bit kari. Put this, put this, excuse me, put the lid on, say the Barakul of Kavanah, my God. Say, uh, say the step of the Amidah the Kavanah, but if you're going to sleep, what did you do? Instead of making, making it be cool, what we say in Rosh Hashanah, can it say, let a chain batty belong like a chain? I'm not coming here to make a chain, to make exactly what you did with me, but I want to make a chain the sin of Amidah the Kavanah. This is every year Hashem tells you, do you want to accept the Torah? You have to say now, I'm not saying When you say now, I'm not saying Moshe comes back down. Moshe is a bit of a little bit of a Every Chupan, starts off with one Barakha. Before we get to the Sheva Barakhot, we have a Barakha known as Drikat Ha'irusim, which is Mekadesh Amoyesim. This is... Now, the term in English is engagement. It's not the correct term, but for practical purposes and for purposes of our shi'ud, we will call it engagement. In the olden days, by the Gemara time, there was a gap, a difference in time, a year between the engagement, which is called irusin, and the nisu'in, which is the wedding. Nowadays, we do them all together. Which means, in the Gemara time, he used to say the Barakha. There's a Mahloka between the Rambar and the Ashkenazim. Exactly who says the Barakha. And also a Mahloka, do you need 10 people or do you not need 10 people? The class is not about getting married, so we'll not expand on those halakhot. So he used to say the Barakha. I said the Hatan, he used to say the Barakha. Wait a year and then get married to his with the seven Barakhot. With the seven Barakhot. But every Chupah we say this Barakah, which translates to be Hashem sanctified B'nai Israel with the Mizrah to allow them to get married. How do you get married? You must go through this process. What's this process? These Mizrah, these Barakah, so on and so forth. That's one explanation. Another explanation we can understand it to be that every year Hashem is Mekadesh Amoyser Al-Jehotah Not this, not referring to a Hashem getting married to Kala and sanctifying you. Behold, you are sanctified unto me. No. Every year Hashem comes and He sanctifies us just like He sanctified us 33,000 years ago. 3,000 years ago. Why? Because one of the things the Pasuk, Bayom Hatunatah, so Hashem, He throws us, engaged to us, sanctified us, married us. Last night we did learn, Hashem was the Hatan. Amitel was the Kala. Moshe was the Shadchan. Every year the Chadash will have it again. Moshe is a bird. Moshe will talk. What will he do? He will meshadech Am Yisrael, the Kala, with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Hatan. Beyom Hatun Atoh, Deh Matan Torah. So will he say, Mekadesh Amu Yisrael, Ayadeh Hufadu Kiddushim. We're not only referring to Hatan, we're referring to us, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, because of us. This says, in the name of Maharam Arotumbul, he says, Kol Amin Adin Shil Hatan, the Kala, 
all of them in Hajim that we have, the Hukah, that you go around seven times, the breaking of the glass, the breaking of the... Everything is learned, Nella Tantura. See exactly how. The Hukah, which we have now, Hukah. Now, nowhere in Al-Akhah does it say you have to spend $100,000 on flowers to make a fancy Hukah for it to be torn as an exit. That's not the Al-Akhah. The Al-Akhah says, have Hukah, whatever will surround you and the Hatan, the Salah, that's the Hukah. Therefore, when we do that, we take a tillet and we put it over the hatam, the kala. Not only bring it over like a, like a pen, but to actually wear it. That's the hupah. Hashem did a similar concept to us by Matan Torah. What did he do? The Gemara, Masechat Shabbat, the Fechai. Hashem took Har Sinai, put it over on Israel as the hupah. Because they must be on the the hupah, what's the hupah mean, Abi? Hapot means they're surrounded by something, to be covered by something. Hashem took the high tonight, put it on top of Ben Israel, he was the Hatan, we were the Kalat. From here we learn that you must make a Hopah for everybody. Number two, Kiddushin. Where do we learn that a Hatan has to sanctify his wife? It says that the Baracha is Hashem Kiddushanu, then it's Botan. Just the fact that Hashem gave us Mitzvot by the Torah, which was by the time Torah, from here we learn that you also must sanctify Ayadiki Kishi. Number three. Ketubah. What was the Ketubah that Hashem wrote to us? The Torah Kedusha. The Torah Kedusha was the Ketubah. What's the point of the Ketubah? Anybody know what's the point of the Ketubah? Why can't you marry a lady without a Ketubah? What's the whole process of the Ketubah? They take pictures of the Ketubah. They go into the room. They go. What's the point of the Kitubah? So the Gemara, Masechet Baba Kama, the Petit Amud Bet. Asur le'adam l'chiyot im isha le'lo Kitubah, k'deh shelo tehe kala ve'inav le'otsi'ah. If there was no Kitubah, what would you do? You get angry at your wife? Right away. Tish, go back to your mom's house. Now that you have a Kitubah, you look at the Kitubah. She might say, I have to pay her $18,000. Now you're going to what? It's okay, you bring the food tonight, it's okay, fine. It's okay, buy it tomorrow, it's okay. I'll forgive you. So it won't be uh, easy to divorce your wife. Hashem wanted the Torah. Why did Hashem want the Torah? Because he doesn't want to divorce us right away. Every time we learn the Torah, Hashem says, you know, they, they, they do Abedon. We can't cover the fact they do Abedon. But they're learning the Torah. That's the I can't divorce them. She doesn't is all about love. All about love. What does Hashem refer to the Hashem? Why does he explain to us why does he not Ba'ali? Because if, if a man just married his wife, he can divorce us, right? A dog, which is my uncle. Can your uncle divorce you? People have crazy uncles. You can't pick a family. Exactly. People have crazy uncles. People have cynical uncles. You can't get rid of them. But Barminan, Hatan and Kala, they can. But Hashem is referred to Dodi. Because Hashem says, I don't want to get rid of them. I love you so much. And also, I wrote you the Ketubah. That's number three. Number four, Hatan must live with his wife. Can't get married and have two separate rooms. You must live with her. Hashem lives with us. How does Hashem live with us? The rabbi says, when you pray, you're talking to Hashem. When you learn, Hashem is talking to you. 
So we have this conversation, this dual conversation every single day between Tifullah and between Torah. We're talking to Hashem. Hashem is talking to us. If a Hassan and Kala are married, they live in the same house, but they don't talk. They're not mitnahik with each other as Hassan and Kala. They're not talking. What's the point of the marriage? So that's what Hashem does. Torah, Tifullah, I talk to him, he talks to me. That's Hayyay Ishuu. That's why it says, as we said, Mekadesh Amway said, as the Every Shabbat, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sanctified all over again. And that's why the Shalat Kadosh and Masechet Shabbat said, Hayab Adam Nismoah Bezeh Hazayotin. This holiday coming up should be the most happy holiday in your eyes. Why? Kiyah Hayyam Shazachinu Bonachetel Torah. What do you want? What do you want a better gift than the Torah to the anything in the world. Anything in the world. Any hana'a, by the way, any hana'a has a sun. Right? Person likes chocolate. Fine. I eat one chocolate bar. Two chocolate bars. After, I want to regurgitate. I want to vomit. I can't eat so much. Right? I heard of Robert today say, you go to a Hershey's chocolate factory or whatever chocolate factory, just because you're there so long from the air permeating, it's not permeating in the air, you just want to get out. You don't want to eat chocolate anymore because it's too much. So every desire has its limit. Torah has no limit. Torah has no limit. It's the only hana'ah, the only desire in the world where you can not get enough. I don't know about you, but I cannot get enough. Because, huh? Oh, you could always learn something. That's why Shalat Kadosh says, in this holiday you must be very happy. You must be enjoy. You must enjoy the holiday that I shall give you because. I gave you something that is shaya in the daytime, in the nighttime, every second of the day, you have this great gift from HaKadosh Baruch So in the beginning, what do we say, Michael? Hashem judges us on the fruit. What does that mean? The Sefer Torah Asiyah says a great sword. He says, He says, whether he should give us a new year or not, because that was the first day of not for the creation. The first day we created Adam Rishon. The whole world was created for Adam. So I sent judgment to me, Hadad, did you act like what I created before? He said, when my parents I gave the Torah on Shabbat. Let me see you now on Shabbat. Let me open your books up there here. Did you learn the Torah that I gave you on Shabbat? If you learn the Torah that I gave you on Shabbat, I give you the power now to be fruitful in Torah. To be able to understand the Torah easier. Not to have so many struggles. When you want to come to Christ, you can't fight for You're too tired. You're hungry. You're not in the mood. There's no struggles anymore. Because you showed Hashem the past year that you're in it to win it, as they say. So what does Hashem say? I give you a brand new year. La Asos Perot. What Perot does Hashem tell you? Because I'm not after physical Perot. So Perot, are you going to be fruitful in the Torah learning this year? Therefore, the Sfat Emet says, 
Anybody know? Now, what is the horoscope right now? Gemini. Very good. What is Gemini? How does Gemini look like? One line on top, one line on the bottom, two lines in the middle. Which means, in Hebrew, it's called? You know what it's called in Hebrew? Te'omim. Why is the horoscope of Sivan, the month we got the Torah, the horoscope of Te'omim, twins? Because you must be twins with Hashem. Why does a person get married? Because he's half, his wife is the other half, you come together, you're complete. If you don't have Takedusha, if you do not sanctify yourself with Hashem, you're only half a human being. Therefore, in the month of Sivan, what's the horoscope, Michael? Tell me, twins, you must be a twin with Hashem. You must be exactly a twin with Hashem. What do we say every single morning? And what do we say afterwards? Because our fathers rely on you, Hashem. Where did our fathers rely on Hashem? When they went into the desert. 
Hashem says, you live in Mitzrayim. Before we go to Eretz Israel, we have a short pit stop. Oh, where is that? The desert. What kind of pit stop is that? Imagine 600,000 people with sheep, with animals, with crying children, 600,000 men, with ladies, all going to the Midbar. Why? Because Hashem said so. Did they ask any questions? Zero. Babur, how are you? Hashem, please give us all the parachot and give us the love that you love us because of our fathers that rely on you. But where did they get this power to rely on Hashem? What did Hashem tell them before they left Egypt? He said, in 50 days from now, 50, 5 zero, you will receive the Torah. Hashem, what is the Torah? What is the Torah? The Torah is the most precious gem you will ever see in your life. You know what they said? If Hashem is telling us to go to the desert, even if we die in the desert, what's our life worth if we don't get the Torah Kedusha? Means they went with Hashem blindly because they knew Hashem was going to give them the Torah Kedusha. Once you know that Hashem is giving you the Torah, you go with Hashem wherever. Wherever Hashem tells you to go, you go. And what did they say? They said, one day without learning Torah is like death. So therefore, if we're going to die in the desert, let us die in the desert. Life is not worth living if there is no Torah. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he saw three days they were walking without Torah, he instituted, every three days you must learn Torah, or you must read the Torah. Monday, three days, not even three days. Thursday, Thursday, not even three days, Shabbat. Shabbat, not even three days, Monday again. Came for three days without learning Torah. Why? Because one day, one hour without learning Torah is death. Physical death. What do we say afterwards? Abinu, spiritual death, Mahila. Abinu Abarahaman, Hamarahim, Rahim, Na'amin. saying, Hashem, please have pity on us. Have compassion on us. So before we continue, what, when we read these lines, Hamarahim, Rahim, Na'amin, have pity on us. Have compassion on us. What do we think we're going to ask? Hashem, please send Rafu'ah. Please help us in Panasah. Because we, what did we preempted with? What was the introduction? Hashem had pity on us. So what should be? Have pity on us to give this guy Rafu'ah. Give us Panasah. Give us good life. What do we say? Hashem has pity on us and give us the Torah. That's why Hashem should have pity on us? Yes. Because life without the Torah is not worth living. So please, Hashem, have pity on us because help us understand the Torah to us. What's the point of life if you're not using your life for Hashem? Similar to what we said last week. Value the life that Hashem gave you. Value the time. I want to share with you a story of the rabbis in yesteryear, as they say, how they valued, how they valued life and how they valued Torah, and they knew the only point of living is the Torah Kedusha. There was a Saraf Misrenik. Saraf means a holy Malaf, they called him. Kadosh. Very holy rabbi. His name was Raburi Misrenik. You know why I chose his, his story, because that's my name. Raburi Misrenik. So his wife comes over to him. You like that, huh? So his wife comes over to him. She says, look, you're a great rabbi. I know you're a great rabbi. Hazit, your, your, your students, they have no food to eat. 
Everything they're learning to allow, give them a better house, give them food to eat. This one has, this one needs a new paint job in the house. This guy needs new furniture. This guy doesn't have food to eat. Give him food to Shabbat. Give them a better house. My husband, you have great, great power. This is my wife. I'll show you something. He goes to shul. He bang on the table like that. He says, Rabotai, each one of you, come over to me, and whatever request you want, I will fulfill. What should they ask for? Salnasa, food, shalom bayit. You know what the requests were? One guy said, Another guy said, I'm having a hard time understanding Tosafot. Another guy said, I'm having a hard time waking up the shoe. Another guy said, give me, please, open my mind to learn Torah. He comes back to his wife. He says, you see why I don't give them a barakha, panasa, and ochel, and and physical needs, they don't want it. Because they know the only reason to live is for the Torah Kedoshah. The Ora Chaim HaKadosh says in Parashat Kitabo, a very, very fundamental Ora Chaim, they actually made it a song. If they didn't believe Torah, if you only knew the value of Torah, how sweet the Torah is, you would go crazy and run after it. She only knew the value of the Torah. You wouldn't ask for anything else. The only thing you would ask for in the Amidah, not Rafaelu, not Barakalenu, nothing. The only thing you would ask Hashem for is Hashem. Give me, please, the understanding to please understand the, understand the Torah better. Because once you have the Torah to the Shah, we have no shade of this. What happened? There's no people. Nobody was sick. Whoever made it before, I think it before I'm a spot. Because the Torah said, shame. you want to give me over to people. This guy's one thing. This guy's blind in one eye. This guy is missing an arm. This is, what the, this is the present you're giving me to these people? Because you know what? You're right. He made every, he healed everybody on that spot. And then he gave it to Allah Kiddusha. So when you stand every morning and you say, You don't have to wait to shovel out. You request every single day, Hashem, give me understanding, open my mind to understand the Torah Kiddusha. Once you have the Torah Kiddusha, you have what they have Once you have what they have you have the Torah all over again. Once you have the Torah all over again, you have everything. Were they missing any from the Torah? Did they have any Khalid from the Torah? Did they have any seven fighters in the middle of the Torah? They had everything from the Torah. That's the request you should have. There was a child that he asked his father, Daddy, I want, because I found the Afrikoman this year, I want you to buy me a mini aquarium. Okay? It's a reasonable uh, request. So his father goes to Petco. Wherever it's the only store I know. It's the only store I know, actually. I was going to say I know the name, but it's the only really store I know. Petco and the shellfish. I believe so. It should, right? It's a pet, right? So he buys them. He buys them a mini aquarium. He puts some goldfish in it, and he gives it to his son. He says, "Son, make sure you give it food every single day." He don't want the goldfish, Hazid, the guy. He could be going to wake up the next day. He says, "Make sure you give them food." Okay. So the boy, before he goes to sleep, he looks at the fish. So 
dancing. He's just jumping. He takes the other one jumping, dancing. He goes, Dad, Dad, come look. They're happy. They're dancing. They're jumping. They would rather be outside than inside. He goes, what did you do? He takes them right away. He puts them back in the aquarium. So professionally, what do we think? We think people outside the environment of the water of the Torah are happy. We see them jumping, we see them dancing, but they're dying on the inside. If you don't sacrifice yourself with Hashem, if you don't get married to Hashem, you're dying on the inside. Yes, you're dancing, you're jumping, it looks like you're happy, but you're dying a spiritual death on the inside. The only real Hena'a, the only real pleasure, the only real desire, the only real life is the life inside the water. Similar to that, the analogy that the Biyaki Rabbin said, say at the top of the water, and the Marama said at the top of the water. Talk about Baruch Hashem. When it comes to Shabbat, says, Now, if Hashem is going to marry us on Shabbat all over again, we have a cloud. The rule is, Hatan nimhalin lo kol abonotav. When you get married, all your sins are clean. All your sins are gone. This is beautiful. Hat Shavuot, you have the power of Hashem to erase all your sins. Not only Kippur, who says this? Kedushat Levi. That's Rav Levi, it's half of the He says, why? Because the Hatan, his Abirot are getting clean. The Kala, her Abirot are getting clean. Hashem says, I'm coming now to give them Torah all over again. I can't give my Torah Kedusha to a nation that has, that's filled with Abirot, filled with sins. What must I do? Because I'm clean, I'm the Hatan. They're the Kala, they're not clean. I must clean them. Therefore, after I clean them, then I give them Torah. So on Shabbat, you have the power for all your sins to be clean. What do you want for them? And the Maharsham says, that's why we eat dairy food on Shabbat. Now go to get into exactly when you should eat dairy. You should try to eat dairy in the morning. You, you stand up on it, right? Go home, make a small kiddush, eat dairy, go to sleep, wake up again, make another kiddush, and uh, for your wife and your kids that didn't stay up, because the lady is not supposed to stay up, and then eat meat. Okay? So you should, you should try to eat dairy. He says, why don't we eat dairy? Because it's a klal. Well, some people want to say it's halakha. It's a sur to remind the person that's about teshuva his past abirot. Person now goes, he cleans himself, he wants to learn Torah. It's a sur for you to tell him, oh, you remember what we did? Remember who we hung out with two years ago? Oh, you, you won't believe what I saw today. I saw this guy, we used to call him skinny. Or this guy, we used to call him tall. Or this guy, don't remind him of his past days. He's a hadash. He's a briya hadashah. He's a new person now. A student of the past. There's a gemara in Masechet. Where's the gemara? Nidadaftet. How is blood, how is a milkmaid? The Mara says, blood turns into milk. The blood turns into milk. Therefore, why do we eat dairy foods? Because by Shabuot now, we're a new person. But look at our past. If we look at our past, what's our past, Michael? Blood! Aberot! Nida! Tum'ah! 
But what are we now? Halab. Huh? We're white. We're clean. There's other reasons, obviously. But one of them is a beautiful explanation. Don't remind yourself of what yesterday. That the world comes down, you're a new person. You think that Salam is Hadash now. You're Hassan, the Hassan and Salah, no more things. But you saw all this before I had to record, beautify, I forgot to record the class. See that? So we have the backup Jerry's radio. That's another shout out. See that plug in? See? And maybe that has happened for Hashem purposes so we can shout out again. Okay. Before we accept the Torah, we start off by reading the Pasuk, the Midbar Sinai. Hashem gave us the Torah in the Midbar. Why did Hashem give us the Torah in the Midbar and not in a five-star resort? Invite us all to a nice five-star resort. Where? doesn't really matter. It's five stars. doesn't matter if it's a five star in Singapore or the five star in Aruba. It's all five stars. Okay? Invite us there. Say, tomorrow morning or in three days, I'm going to give you the Torah in the shop. You take us to the desert. Why? And Midrash says, you know why Hashem gave us the Torah in the desert? Many reasons. One reason being is, does anybody own the desert? No, the desert is his case. Which means anyone can grab it. The Torah is available to all. Anyone can grab it. That's one reason. Another reason the Midrash says is because you have to make yourself as a Midbar. What does that mean? In the Midbar, there's no plant life. There's no vegetation. Nothing grows. Don't be hoary. Don't show off. Don't think you're better than others. Which means you have to work on your... Derech Eretz. is your morals, your ethics. And as the saying goes, Derech Eretz, Therefore, Rabbi Tzhaka Vorka says, this Shabbat, what is the Shabbat called? Shabbat Derech This Shabbat teaches you to be Derech Eretz. Before you stay up Saturday night, Moshe Shabbat, before you read the Asif in the morning, you have to work on your Derech Eretz. If you treat Hashem beautifully, but you treat your fellow men not, why are you taking the Torah to the shah? Derech Eretz, Kazma la Torah. You must first work on your Derech Eretz. Rabbi Ezra Atiyah, Zechah Sadiq B'Kadoshim, B'Kadosh Yishva, Parat Yosef, the Rabbi of Hacham Al-Aziyah, He was once in a class, he finished his class, and all his students were sitting around him. He saw Tamid Hacham, another rabbi, walking in. Mind you, Maybe not on the same level as this rabbi. It doesn't really matter. So he signals him over. He says, come over here. I'm about to leave. Take my spot. Thank you so much. And this time, Hakam sits. Rabbi Ezra leaves with his student. He turns to one, to, over to one of the students. He says, I really wasn't going to leave. I didn't want to leave. But I saw him. He walked in. There was no seat in the house. I didn't want him to stand up. So what did I say? I made believe that I had to leave because I wanted him to sit down. See what Derech Eretz is? See what Derech Eretz is? Derech Eretz means not to be absorbed in yourself. Derech Eretz means to think about other people. Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz. What would you like people to treat you as? The Eretz. What would you like them to treat you as? Nice? Why don't you treat them nice? Why make yourself holy? In the desert, nothing grows.
Desert. That's why the parasha Midbar comes before Shabbat. Because Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. The Meir Shiloh says, we said, Hashem says, Se'u, uplift their head. Why not count them? Why not Isperu? Meir Shiloh says, Se'u, Melashon Iknas'ut. She'alideh ha'minyan ye'lekol ehad ve'ehad iknas'ut. Ve'kol ehad ye'em edugan. When you go over there, it says, I'm counting you. Why are you counting me? Why am I counting you? Because you're special in Hashem's eyes. I'm special in Hashem's eyes. Wow! Thank you so much! When you go over to him, if Hashem finds it appropriate for him to be counted because he's special in Hashem's eyes, he's not special in your eyes. If Hashem is Mahshidim, if Hashem values him, you shouldn't value him. You shouldn't count him as part of an Israel. Because if the Marama Sech is going to dream, that you're Alex Abu Alex. The beauty down the sea could tolerate all smells in the world. The only smell I couldn't tolerate was the smell of garlic. He was once in a shi'ur, giving the shi'ur, and he smelled the smell of garlic. Somebody breathed, and he smelled the smell of garlic. And he said, whoever ate garlic should leave right now. Rabbi Hayyad got up and left. Rabbi Hayyad got up and left. The rest of the Talmudim got up and left. The next in the morning, the Bishim on the son of the Biudana, she says, How dare you eat garlic and bother my father like that? So I swear to you, I don't like garlic. I didn't eat garlic. So then, why did you say you ate garlic? Why did you get up and leave? So I'm not to embarrass the person who really ate the garlic. See what it is, Michael? When you think about another person, that's Terech Erech. That's Terech, that's Nidot Tobot. That's what we read Terke Avod before Shavuot, because Terke Avod is all about Derech Eret. And what is this holiday called? It's called Aseret. What is Aseret Milashon? What are names? Aseret Milashon Asur. What does Asur mean? You're coming now to say the Torah Kedoshah. You want to sanctify yourself with the Torah Kedoshah. You want to marry Kabiyah But stop right there one second. Did you sanctify your friend first? You know one of the questions they ask after 120 years? Did you make your friend a king? Did you make myself a, my friend a king? Yes! You made yourself a king, huh? You wanted everything in this life. You mahshid yourself. You value yourself. Did you value your friend? Did you mahshid your friend? That's so that's what it says to be. Stop before you do anything. What's the what's the what's the uh, saying that's in every language? Stop before you think, right? Before you think, before you want to say something, before you want to ridicule the person, before you want to mock him, before you want to embarrass him, you want to write the flow with him. Stop one second. It's basically the concept of the Habtan and Hakamocha, but it's Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz Kazmana Torah means Hashem should not have to give us a Torah for us to understand that it's a suit to ridicule a person. A Yehudi, I'm talking about Yehudim. Hashem should not have to give us a Torah and tell us in the Torah, don't embarrass his friends. You should know it as ABC before you take the Torah to the Shah. And we'll end up with this. The Baba Sali, his wife, the Rabbanit, Gave him a plate of couscous to eat. He started eating the couscous and he stopped. He goes, what? You didn't like it? He said, I liked it too much. I loved it too much. 
Therefore, I stop. What do we learn from this? You have to learn how to stop. Hold yourself back. Not anything goes. Not anything goes. If not anything goes in physical desires, obviously not anything goes in spiritual desires. Not anything goes when it comes to Torah Kedusha. Not only not everything goes when it comes to Torah Kedusha. Not everything goes when it comes between you and your fellow men. Between you and your fellow Yehudi. You have to know when to stop. You have the power now to embarrass him like he embarrassed you. You stop. That's because he didn't work on his Derech Eretz. Does that permit you not to work on your Derech Eretz? What is his Derech Eretz that's with your Derech Eretz? Learn like the Midbar. Nothing grows in the Midbar. Trample on the Midbar. We're not coming to say per se that you, somebody should trample on you, but don't trample on others. Don't embarrass people. Act with Derech Eretz. With that, Zahud, I'm looking at my phone to see how much I record, and keep on fighting, I don't record because we're, we're, we're doing it on Zerich Radio. Uh, another shout-out. Uh, but with that, Zahud, Hashem should help us all reach our full potential, bring our headache in the Torah, Kedoshah, understand and realize that the Torah is life. Without the Torah, there is no life. And before that, work on our data series, especially the Shabbat. And don't be surprised if the Shabbat, you're going to have many obstacles, you're going to have many people in school that are going to agitate you, that's a satan. Because that's the bad derech eres. This Shabbat is to work on the derech before accepting the Torah as they accepted it three thousand years ago. With that, the Chutzpah of Hashem, 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 Hashem,